Welcome to another edition of Who's Better Baseball, the podcast where we answer a simple question on each show. Who's better at baseball? I'm your host, Ryan Ficklesheim, managing editor at JustBaseball.com. I have Elijah Evans, one of our writers, with us today. And when the question comes of who's better at baseball with the Angels, it's how can they continue to get better? And what can they do to make this all-out push to make the playoffs? And essentially, we've been we've been discussing this before record today. It's clear that the Angels have no plans on trading Shohei Otani. We've seen it from the offseason spending to aggressive promotions of Zach Neto and Ben Joyce to now making trades for Eduardo Escobar and Mike Moustakis to try to help a Gio Ursula and Anthony Rendon going down. From your perspective, those little trades, just a Band-Aid, is it nice moves? It seems like from Mike Trout's comments, the team's pretty fired up about it. But then again, it's not like you're bringing in you know, these guys at the prime of their careers. Right. I think right now with this team, you're trying to fill every hole you can, and you're trying to create a roster that can legitimately make a playoff run. And I think right now it's hard to look at the scope of the league in, you know, in late June and say, you're going to make an impact trade. I think these trades that they've made with, with Escobar and Moustakis, I think they can help. I don't think they're bad moves, but I also don't think they're changing the future of this team. And I think that they're going to have to get a little bit more aggressive come July when things really start to ramp up if they want to make this a serious contender in order to keep Shohei Otani around. I mean, we look at this team and you say, you know, there's not many players on this roster where you look at them and you're like, that is a future cornerstone player. You know, Zach Neto came up. That was a really aggressive promotion. He looks talented. He's hurt right now, but he looks good. He's got issues. He's great, you know, growing pains, but that's, again, he was drafted last year. It's going to take some time, but he's been a positive player. I mean, he's got one war on the season. He's been a solid defender at shortstop. That's a future piece, right? And you've got Mike Trout, of course. He's going to be there forever. Rendon's going to be there for a while, whether you like it or not. His contract's huge. He's going to be hurt a lot, but when he's healthy, he was pretty good this year. Um, but then beyond that, it's it's hard to look around the roster. Taylor Ward's been solid. There's a few other pieces here and there, um, but it's hard to look around the roster and find cornerstones. So for the time being, they just have to fill the hole in every way they can with the best possible options. To me, it screams of a team that's not willing to waste any time. And I think a lot of, when you have these contenders, a lot of times it's all right. We have some holes. Let, let's buy time. Let, let, let's do what we can to, to make it to the trade deadline where the angels are saying, look, we can't be losing games at the end of June and, and early July. We got to do everything we can to make sure we don't fall out of this race because we don't want to have those tough conversations at the deadline. And right now they're sitting, you know, five games back in the division and they're half a game out of the wild card. It's a crazy race ahead of them. I, I mean, you look at the the four teams, technically, or three teams ahead of them and one they're tied with. It's the Orioles, Yankees, and Blue Jays that are holding on to wildcard spots. And the Astros are, you know, right there with them. You know, they're one less win and, and one less loss, but an identical uh, place in the standings there. It's, it's a tough, tough race to just yeah. make the playoffs. That's the crazy thing to me. I look at those five teams. Are you picking the Angels out of those five teams to make the playoffs? Like, of those five, who are the three you're taking? 
not the angels. I mean, I think I don't believe the Astros are done. I, I know they've been injured. They've looked like they've just haven't looked good, but I'm taking the Astros. I just am. They're the defending champs. They're an incredibly good team when they're healthy and they're going to get some guys back soon. So I'm taking the Astros. I'm definitely taking Baltimore. I don't care how young they are. Baltimore has looked unbelievable this season. And then it comes down to the Yankees and Blue Jays who both are underperforming and they're still ahead of the Angels right now who are overperforming based on where they were last year and the years before. So I'm probably still taking Toronto there, I think, maybe. I mean, if, depending on when Aaron Judge comes back, maybe I'm taking the Yankees. But the Angels, in my mind right now, are fifth out of those five teams that are competing for three wildcard spots. So you look at the scope of the AL East and West. We're not talking Central. Central sucks. But when you look at the scope of the East and the West – there's four, there's four teams in both those divisions. We didn't even mention the Mariners. There's four teams in both those divisions that are legitimate playoff caliber teams. While only four of those eight are going to make the playoffs, or five of those eight most likely are going to make the playoffs, I don't know if the Angels are in that upper echelon of, you know, Rays, Orioles, Astros, Rangers, that whole category of teams that are that are better than the Angels right now. Can they get better? Maybe. Is Mike Moustakis and Eduardo Escobar making them better? Probably not. And that's the thing for me. It's, it's, you know, I feel like where this could head is the angels exhaust all possibilities, still miss the playoffs again and lose Otani. And then where is your franchise? And that's the scary, scary thing. And it's, it's tough because, you know, what do you tell your fans? Do you tell your fans or or what, what do your fans want? Do they? Do you want to really think future and do the best thing for your franchise? Which honestly would be to trade Otani in some respects, uh, to get some prospects back and hope that at some point in three years you can be good. Or do you do everything you can to keep Otani? And I guess ultimately where you a- end up with is if you go on a run and you find a way to make the playoffs and you bring them back, everything is worth it. Shohei Otani is worth five years of developing prospects, if not 10. It it doesn't matter. If you get get Otani back, that's all that matters. And clearly that's, you know, the mode of operation right now. I just don't see that vision yet. And I guess the question now we have to look at is going over this roster. What can they do? What are the moves they can make? And then that's not even getting to the prospect side of it of what do they have? to get these players. I mean, right. they're able to swing deals for Escobar and Moustakis. Are they swinging a deal for Shane Bieber? I, I just don't know what they have in the tank yeah. to make these moves, but, but let's first start with what do they need to add to right. actually be in this race? It's hard to look at this roster because you don't have a spot in the lineup where like that lineup spot is a clear number one hole. It's kind of a few different places throughout their lineup and throughout the pitching staff where like that could be upgraded. But it's just it's just a matter of figuring out which spots you can plug and then where you can move some of these, you know, average, decent players and have them into more of a utility role, have them more into bench role, whatever it might be. So it's going to be a lot of shifting and shuffling no matter what you do. Um, but I think when you look at the the Angels lineup, I don't think you're really messing with the outfield. Um, I mean, you've got Trout, Mickey Moniak's been weirdly good. Taylor Ward has still been solid. He's having not as good of a year as last year, but he's still OPSing just under 800 right now. Um, you know, you've got Hunter Renfro who's been playing some first base, but he's still Hunter Renfro. I think you're still running him out there when everybody's healthy in the outfield. You know, Joe Adele has been amazing in the minors. He just came up. There, there's a variety of options. Maybe you add a corner outfield piece. Um, you add the right fielder potentially, but I still don't know if that's necessarily a, a clear spot. 
I mean, now that they've added Moustakis and Escapar, it's just a matter of whether you are expecting those guys to be everyday starters or they're more platoon bats. If you're committing to those guys being more platoon bats, which is probably what they should be at this point in their career, I think you could look at adding in the infield. Um, you know, Drury's been solid. Renjifo's been all right. It hasn't been bad production um, all around. I think you're expecting when Neto comes back, he's going to get back into a starting role. Rendon, you just can't rely on for health. So I don't mind the idea of adding, you know, it wouldn't be a bad idea to add a first base bat. I think it's pretty easy to get a first baseman in the market um, oftentimes. And, you know, Jared Walsh got optioned recently. So I think you're, even though you do have, you know, Moustakis and Drury both play a good amount of first, I think you could add a first baseman and then have those guys be more of the, you know, rotating second, third baseman type role. Um, I think you could add a third baseman just because Rendon is not reliable and just have another guy that can play there. But I, again, you're, you're looking at, you're looking at a roster with a lot of guys that move all over the place. So like you do have four different guys that can play third base right now, but are any of them somebody you want as your everyday third baseman at a most, at one of the most premium offensive positions in the league. And then you go to the pitching side. Otani is amazing. Yes, of course. And I think, you know, you look at like, it's Patrick Sandoval has been good. You're not really adjusting that. Reed Detmers has been up and down, but he's still a good young pitcher that they trust and they like. That's a top three you like. Tyler Anderson's not going anywhere. He hasn't been that great. Griffin Canning's been decent. I mean, both those guys have been okay, right? You look at there's there's not a clear this pitching area. This guy in the rotation is terrible, but I I, I think an upgrade would help. I think if you have a Tyler Anderson and Griffin Canning being more of a switching off maybe piggybacking each other type of five role, or you even expand it to a six and you add somebody into that three, four role. I think that could be good for the angels. I think you're willing to add a rental if you're the angels. Like we said, I mean, it's all about keeping Otani. It's you got to keep Otani. That's what it comes down to. You either got to reset and blow things up, which it doesn't seem like they're going to do, or you got to keep Otani. So you add another pitcher, you bump caning maybe to the sixth starter role, long relief role, um, maybe a bullpen arm. I mean, Estevez has been really good in the closer role. Uh, they've got some other guys that have been all right, but they don't have many guys that have been great in the bullpen. Um, I think you got to add a reliever. So I think it's just, it's just kind of filling things all over the roster. Um, but I think it comes down to like, can they swing a big trade? And I don't, like you said, I don't know if they can, but I think they need to try. I mean, they're one of the few teams based on the roster situation that need to try for a big target. And I don't know what that target's going to be for them, but they need to swing for the fences right now. I you know, I look at everything you kind of lay out there. And I'm trying to figure out what makes sense. And ultimately, when it comes to the offense, I think it's just grab the best batch you can yes. and figure it out later. Yes. So, so you know, because you have too many of these guys that are caught in the middle. And the funny thing is, I can see a very real possibility where Eduardo Escobar and Mike Moustakas don't even finish the season on the roster, where depending right. on what they do at the deadline, these are guys that could be DFA'd at some point, which is crazy to yep. say. But, you know, they were traded for... I really believe they acquired those two guys for, you know, June 25th through the deadline. It's like, get us, get, you know, we, we yeah. got Rendon out. We got Urshel out for the season. Just, just get us back. So grab the best bat you can. The problem is there's not a lot of good bats available. We, you know, we'll, we'll see how the race shakes out. I don't know where that bat is. I mean, is it, you know, is it the, you know, the Mets are a dumpster fire and you try to grab something from them. A lot of these guys are underperforming. You know, are you just excited to say, Hey, Starling Marte, a new situation. Does that get you excited? I I don't know, but I think 
the the trade target that makes a lot of sense to me, and then I want to get into the bullpen because I think that's also the big area that they should add. Just try to build as good of a bullpen as you can. So anytime you have a lead, you win that game. To me, though, I think the trade target that makes a lot of sense is Lucas Giolito, which I know you can speak to. You get a rental come in. You probably don't have to give up that much. A guy that can dominate in the right circumstances. I think Giolito is the guy for them. Yeah, I, I think Giolito. There's a few teams that Giolito fits on, and it's definitely one is the Angels, and I think that's probably the best one maybe. Um, they don't need long-term. If they love what they see from him in a few months, they could extend him. His price is not going to be crazy high. He's a California guy. He's familiar with the area. Um, I think you're you're looking at a guy who, you know, he slots in very comfortably behind Otani and Sandoval. He's right there with Detmers. Him and Detmers are, that's, if that's your three or four punch with Giolito and Detmers, you're in a good spot. He's not a star. He's not, I mean, we've seen with the White Sox, I've seen over the years, you're not getting a guy who's going to consistently go out there every start and mow guys down, but you're going to get a pitcher who is solid every time for the most part. He'll have some bad days, but he just is a solid overall pitcher. He's he's meant to be, I mean, right now with the scope of the White Sox, he's been either a one or a two in the last four seasons with, you know, Cease has been more of the one last year. And, but then this year, Gio has really been the best pitcher on the White Sox so far. Um, so you're looking at a guy who's been a one or two, but really is perfect in that three, four role, uh, which is where the angels would have him. It's a rental. It wouldn't be expensive. The white Sox would be, I mean, it's three months of a, of a solid pitcher. Yes. The white Sox want to get some value and capitalize on a thin pitching market, but you're looking at, you know, one top 20 prospect and one filler young, you know, low a development a rookie ball type prospect so it's it's not a crazy package it seems like a no-brainer type of deal for me there's a few other guys that fit in that category i think they could look at like an erod um there's a few other types of pitchers that would fit there but i think in terms of rotation you know you just add maybe you try for you know the shane bieber the marcus stroman where you you reach a little bit and you send a little bit more capital but i don't mind for the rotation sake just adding you know one of those middle level rental guys like a geo like an erod something along those lines and then if you can can pull that off, to me, it's just build out that bullpen. I yeah. think that's the I think that's the area where uh you know you you can improve without having to give too much and it, it could really make the difference. You know, if you could get that point where you have you know four guys in your bullpen that you really trust, and anytime you get a lead, especially if you aren't, let's just say you have a Tyler Anderson make a start and you only get you through five. You right. want to be able to go to the bullpen and, and lock those games down. If they could do that, as much as I think a big bat would help, I just don't see that bat in this market. And I think that's where I, I think they should probably lean pitching. Yeah. And, and I think hope that they get through it. There's a good amount of options there, too. I mean, I think talk to the White Sox, right? You got Giolito say, hey, can we get Kendall Graveman also? Can we get Joe Kelly also with Giolito? Something like that. I mean, the Sox are willing to eat some of that salary. Probably the Angels, I don't think, are worried about the salary factor with some of those contracts. Um, but you add a bullpen piece to that deal. You look at the the Royals. You talk on a Roldis Chapman deal. He looks better than he has in a few years. You know, that should be a cheap ad. You know, the Royal the Royals don't need a Roldis Chapman. What are they competing for, right? So it's you, you add a Roldis Chapman quickly. No big deal. You plug and play. There's a few other guys like that where you, you look at it and you just – you. Make Make ads, you know, think about, uh, again, I mean, maybe adding a catcher, right? Like we were talking about, there's, you know, Salvi Perez, you want to make a big deal. I don't think the Royals are going to trade him. I know he's their franchise guy, but you look, you, you got to explore every option right now. That's what we were just saying. I mean, you fill out this bullpen, you call the Reds, you say, Reds, we know you're amazing. Any chance you want to capitalize on Alexis Diaz and get 
three more great young players to add to your core. I don't think the Reds are going to do that right now, but you got to just expand all options. And the bullpen is definitely an area where it's, it's easy to add relievers to the deadline and it shouldn't be a problem. I think this team, you know, Estevez has been a good anchor for them, but beyond that, you don't have those lockdown guys Add add two star relievers and you're in a totally different position when you get to the back half of the game. Um, so it's, it's just, they just got to keep finding talent where they can. And I think it's going to be interesting to see what their trade capital looks like, like we were talking about earlier. Um, you know, Logan O'Hoppy is their, their young catcher. He's hurt this year, but I think, you know, they expect O'Hoppy to return next year, be their guy long-term, hands down. Their number two overall prospect is Edgar Caro, who's also a catcher. They don't need, I mean, it's, yes, Caro's only 20, so it's hard to, you know, you're not planning like, oh, these are our two catchers. But if you have a catcher who you trust, you know, Hoppy, your next best prospect is also a catcher. And your Caro can get you some serious stuff right now. I get Caro with along with some of their arms in their in their system. You know, I think there's a lot of teams who would trade a, a high level impact pitcher and or hitter for an Edgar Caro and more type of package. So that's that's something to consider. I know it's like you don't want to give up the farm system and he's probably their only aside from Mojapi who's already played, he's probably their only top, top prospect. Um, but you got to think about it, right? Like we said, keeping Otani around from a financial standpoint, from a baseball standpoint, from a fan standpoint, it's, it's, it's essential. You have to do everything you can do to keep that guy around. It's the amount of assets and resources that they're going to use this season. It, it's crazy because you, you do have to wonder how much Otani as representations pay attention to that stuff and pay attention to the future applications of it and what they can continue to do to build a contender around it. Yeah. Um, it's great to make the playoffs this year, but how are you going to keep making the playoffs? Because this is not the NBA. This isn't two stars and you figure everything else out. Yep. And one thing that I, I was just looking up, as you mentioned the money before and, you know, them taking on, on salary and not something that would concern them. It's kind of interesting that they're, they right now are $4 million uh, under the competitive balance tax. They, they are right there at that threshold. Mm. And when you trade for Eduardo Escobar and the Mets eat all the money and they gave up, I mean, to give up Coleman Crow for Eduardo Escobar. Yeah. That that was a significant prospect for a player that was barely playing on the Mets. That right. was all about the money that was eaten, getting a player that they could add for basically the minimum. I do wonder if they would like to stay under that knowing that they're probably, if they keep Otani might be paying them. I mean, definitely upwards of 50, million, maybe close billion. to 60. Do you want to avoid a repeater tax? And that that's like this needle they're trying to thread. Like, how do you uh, stay under the tax, build enough around? They are in, as a franchise, yeah. it feels like they're in a really bad spot. But, hey, maybe it all works out and, and you go on a crazy run yeah. this year. It's not, it's not good long-term. I mean, it's, it's really not. And I, I, I thought they should have blown it up a year or two ago. Um, I mean, or even this past year, I think they could have still. It's just you're, you're not – it's hard. Like we said, baseball is different than most sports. You, you have two of the best players ever to touch a baseball field on your team, but it's really hard to build a roster around those guys. I mean, and you've got on top of that, you have, you, you have three guys that are getting paid 40 plus million dollars a year. When you include Anthony Rendon, who's barely even on the field, right? So you're, you have three dudes that are just making that, that those three salaries are more than half the teams in the league payroll right now. I mean, it's hard to build a roster that way. And especially when a lot of their prospects haven't really panned out for them over the last few years. So it's like, what do you, what do you do if you don't have an, if you don't have a lot of young talent, I mean, their farm system is not one of the better ones in the league. It's towards the bottom, bottom ranks of the league. 
You don't have a lot of young talent. You don't have that much financial flexibility and your roster is pretty average for the most part. I mean, it's, it's just, it's a tough spot, but you have to keep just pedal to the metal and see what you can do when you have a guy like Shohei Otani, who is, who is the face of your franchise, the face of baseball. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a tricky spot, but they got to keep on chugging along. And, uh, and I think it's possible I think it's possible. I mean, you get Shohei Otani and you get Mike Trout in the playoffs. I could see anything happening, but it is going to take a lot. You know, when you look at what this franchise is and where it's been, it's a team that consistently has given out bad contracts. And, you know, Josh Hamilton to Albert Pujols and now Rendon, I mean, you know, you mentioned it there, $40 million player. He's getting 38 this year, and he has three more years after this at 38. I mean, that's a that's going to be tough to navigate around, particularly if Otani gets, you know, whatever it ends up being. I, I think when me and Jack were on the Just Baseball show the other day, he said $57 million, And I don't even know if he was selling him short. It's crazy. So I mean, yeah, it's it's going to be an insane guy. It, it's, it's absurd. So. We'll see what the Angels do. The the clear thing uh, about all of this is they are going to pull out all stops to make the playoffs this year. It's just when you look at those teams above them and it's, are they going to make it over the Astros? Are they going to make it over the Yankees, the Blue Jays, the Orioles? If I was an Angels fan, I'd be very nervous about how this year is going to shake out. Yeah. And it's just, it's, are they, are they better than those teams right now? No. Can they get better? Maybe. It's gonna take it's gonna take some work for sure, and I believe me, I, I I'm rooting for it honestly as a as an objective sports fan and baseball fan. Like Shohei Otani and Mike Trout in the playoffs is something we all deserve. I mean, seriously, that is like we saw the World Baseball Classic. We've seen the impact those guys can make just on the culture of baseball. We need to see those two in the playoffs. The world deserves it. It should happen, and it's just. How is it going to happen? Uh, I mean, if they want any player from the White Sox, by all means, go ahead. Um, same thing with the, I think a lot of other teams are going to be, I mean, it's a tricky seller. It's a tricky market for buying right now. I think it's definitely uh, a seller's market right now. And there's not many people selling. So it's just, it's going to be interesting. I think the next few weeks is going to play a huge role in how they go about this because there's going to be teams in the next, between now and the end of July, you know, how, how teams perform the next month is going to determine a lot of different teams route for the rest of the season. So it's going to be interesting and they got to, they got to do all they can. They do. And I, I think and I, we'll, we'll end on this to me. What gets the angels in the playoffs is the same thing that they're trying uh, to get to the playoffs for. And that's Shohei Otani and what he can do for them on both sides. And if he can, you know, win a Cy Young this year, and, and obviously he's going to be the MVP, and do it on on both sides and be the best hitter and best pitcher in baseball. There's every chance that they can make the playoffs and go on a crazy run. But then after it, even let's just say they they make it to the playoffs because Otani's greatness, and they lose in the wild card round. Is there going to be a moment where Otani's going to sit back, look around him, look at the franchise he's been playing for? The, the farm system, the money on the books and everything else. And yeah. he has people, smart people in his ear. Is he going to say, I need to take my talents somewhere else to give myself a chance to really win significantly. And, and you know, there's other teams that are going to offer him just as much money. So it's like, that's exactly right. But just what, just how you just said it. I mean, he, he has to look around and say like, is this a franchise that can, can bring me success and bring me a championship? And 
I'm not sure it is. They've got to prove it to him in the next few months for sure. We'll see if they can. Uh, that's going to be all for today's edition of Who's Better Baseball. Make sure you follow, rate, and review. Don't forget your podcast. Subscribe on YouTube. Check out all the great written content we have coming your way at JustBaseball.com. <laughs>